about All these headlights, you see all these people. These are people that have had no electricity for 13 hours and they don't have anywhere else to go. They don't have friends, the hotels and motels are sold out. Look at this. This isn't Guatemala or some third world country. This is the US of A. This is Texas. Look at this shit. Look at these people. Some of them have been in their cars for 10 plus hours. It's freezing outside. This is ridiculous. I can't fathom that we're this unprepared and this bad at these things. This is crazy. For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring it all to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning patriots And now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up guys and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through projects looking glass The future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Both societies, fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. And gentlemen, good evening. It is February 16th, 2021 on a blistering cold day here out in New York and in many places out in the other other uh, states as well all across the country. How's everyone doing tonight? How's everyone doing? As you guys can see, there's some new production going into the show here. And I did see some of the uh, echo comments. So thank you for letting me know that I've been playing around with certain things and all that good stuff. But we're going to get it tweaked. This show is going to be on a different level in about a week or two. It's going to be amazing. So either way, welcome in, everybody. i like to present my co-host, who is now, I have it written on the screen, so everybody can uh, not uh, quest, ask me if this was a caller that was on my show for an hour. My co-host, I find it. Welcome in, brother. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be here for another episode. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So we were talking pre-show. It's pretty damn cold everywhere. Um, you're down south. It's in the it's in the 20s out here. I don't even know how cold it is out here right now, but it is blistering. It is blistering. I can check real quick. Actually, I'm actually very curious. Right now, you guys are gonna laugh at me. It's actually not too <laughs> bad right now. It's 39 degrees. That's actually warm. That's actually warm. So <laughs> I feel bad oh for God. the other. Uh, I feel bad for people in Texas. But we're gonna talk about all that stuff, guys. We're gonna talk about um, why natural gas matters. And that's definitely not a hit. That's not a, a hit on Black Lives Matter whatsoever. <laughs> We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff today, guys. It's going to be awesome. 
it's going to be awesome. So welcome in. Let me know how you're all feeling. We are live streaming on DLive, of course, on the foxhole.app, pill.net. Um, we're going to be on CloudHub at some point this week. It's just getting uh, that time to set up. All that good stuff. And uh, we're, we're live streaming everywhere on Twitch. Hey, Twitch chat, DLive chat, Foxhole chat up on the screen. Great to see you all here. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So, guys, before we jump into the content of the day, let's get into my new sponsor here. What do we got here? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let me pull it up here. Get it ready for you guys. You guys can see it on the bottom of my screen. We got a new sponsor today, and I'm so excited to bring them to you. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Aerolistic Naturals. Aerolisticnaturals.com. This is a Patriot business. These were two retired nurses that made this company and they saw firsthand the politics in the medical field and how they realized they were essentially pawns in their game to make money while covering their own asses. And it's not what they envisioned at all. So what do they sell? They sell high quality CBD products, ladies and gentlemen, um, that I'm going to be using very soon. They sent me a nice care package and I cannot wait to get it. But pretty much, ladies and gentlemen, every person has an endocannabinoid system. This system is responsible for maintaining balance called homeostasis throughout the entire body. Everyone can benefit from can uh, cannabinoids or overall wellness, which is CBD slash hemp. Guys, this isn't THC. This isn't stuff that's going to get you high. This is the CBD slash hemp version of it. And this is, uh, this is amazing, amazing stuff. So, guys, this is, uh, again... They have Aerolistic Naturals. This is their name, is their go-to source for organically grown health and wellness botanicals as I pull up on the screen of some of their products. They have a line of premium USDA certified organic tinctures, soft gels, topical skincare, and aromatherapy products uh, produced to unleash the power of plant-based wellness for your maximum benefit. We are committed to bringing you the highest quality products possible, which is why we only source organically grown materials and we third-party test every batch before it reaches your hands to ensure premium quality. Guys, so they have quality manufacturing, crafted and cared, medically trained staff, super quality USDA USDA certified organic hemp oil, guys. This is all natural stuff, guys. This is all good stuff. Things I'm going to be doing myself along with my uh, with my wife. Um, we are all promoting health and just uh, things that are going to benefit our bodies right now. That's the team I'm going for. And you're supporting, you're supporting a Patriot business, guys. So when you use the link that my mods are passing around, use the code WOKE at checkout, which will give you a 10% discount. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you support my channel, when you support my sponsors, you support my channel. Thank you very much. All right, Fonda, we got some of the, we got the, uh, we paying the bills there with the sponsors. Are you ready to do the show, my friend? Oh, yeah, I'm always ready, man. Let's do it. Beautiful. I'm ready too. So, guys, if you want to send super chats to the show, you can do that through the Cash App. Um, I will read those on air for you. Um, if you go right to, if you're on Foxhole, you could actually, I can show you real quick how easy it is to find my links. You can go, let me just mute myself sure. here. Right here, guys, right in the links, and it's right by your phone, too, right to the left of the comment section. I'll pull up my links. You'll see the Cash App icon there, a perfect way to uh, to send donations, and the mods are sharing mine, and I find it, and we will read your messages throughout the show um, to take those donations. And, guys, all that goes, all that, there's no percentage taken that goes right into the show. So, beautiful stuff. Welcome in, everybody. I'm so glad you're all here um, to hang out, and we're ready to do this. So, guys, everyone's talking about right now, 
what's going on in Texas, and not just Texas, but throughout the country with what's going on as far as the uh, these winter storms and the havoc it's wreaking on the power structure, the, the literal power structure of, of these states and Texas in particular. Now, that video that I played you guys before, um, this is from a muse. And again, this was something that I saw that was absolutely mind-blowing. If you guys are just showing up now, I'm going to play it one more time for you guys to catch it. It's a quick video, but people are literally um, living out of their cars last night some of them for 10 hours plus just being in their cars because their homes were just too cold. Watch this. This is crazy. You see all these headlights? You see all these people? These are people that have had no electricity for 13 hours and they don't have anywhere else to go. They don't have friends. The hotels and motels are sold out. Look at this. This isn't Guatemala or some third world country. This is the US of A. This is Texas. Look at this shit. Look at these people. Some of them have been in their cars for 10 plus hours because it's freezing outside. This is ridiculous. I can't fathom that we're this unprepared and this bad at, at these things. This now, I find it. I just want to ask you a quick question. Do you think yeah. if Trump was at the helm, do you think this would have happened to Texas? Do you think... Um, I know this was kind of a quick weather event. Maybe it could, maybe it would have, but do you think they'd be suffering as bad? Would you, would we see people, um, in their cars, um, looking for heat if Trump was at the helm? Seriously doubt it. I mean, very seriously <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> he didn't, uh, he didn't ever let the country down whenever it came to uh, serious situations like this. He would have been on there talking to us and sending as much help as he possibly could. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And that's why I, just, I was looking at the situation. I just don't remember these things happening when Trump was uh, ever, um, when he was our president. I just don't remember any of this stuff happening. And if there was, I don't even see a message from the Biden admin at all trying to condol um, send condolences, something saying we're thinking of you, prayers, we're going to send some kind of, re well, there's, there is literally nothing. There is literally nothing. And we're going to get into what the media is focusing on, what Joe Biden was doing over the weekend while Texans are freezing their asses off. Um, we're going to get into all that. But I wanted to play this quick video, guys, for you because I was almost assured that um, AOC was going to come out and do a press conference for uh, for Texas, right? Well, we kind of got it in a fake world here. Here's this. Uh, this is from um, a Pactos on Gab here. This is what I was expecting. Watch this, guys. Because climate change. So, guys, right there in the podcast, this is uh, AOC, literally, I don't know, this is <laughs> from from some fake Texas location. We have the Bernie Sanders guy back there um, with the El Paso um, salsa and the chips and the flag. And this is AOC just talking about how it's so important, so important that we get this Green New Deal and things uh, because it's literally snowing while this is happening. It's just to point out the hypocrisy that we're seeing all over the place. But the really sad part is... What have we been hearing about the Dems? What we what did we know where they were going to try to bring in with this new uh, this new add-in was going to be the Green New Deal, right? They wanted to get more sustainable energy while nuking all these other jobs and all over the place. And what do we see? I find this was from Disclose uh, TV talking about how there's rotating outages. This was uh, as of yesterday. Rotating outages have begun in Texas as the U.S. state is facing a major winter storm. 1.8 million customers were currently without power. And I think, it, I don't know if that's either lessened or gotten worse, but I don't think it's gotten any better. 
And um, it's just nuts to see this because the thing about Texas, dude, I, did, I learned this today. They're the number one. Um, they're like the number one state as far as, and even against other countries, producer of natural gas. And yet they're suffering power outages. How does that make any sense? I don't know, man. I actually didn't know that they were the number one, but I mean, I guess it makes sense, but that's, that's crazy that they're even having to deal with something on this level and, and people are still out for, you know, 10, 12 hours with no power and then rolling power outages. Doesn't that sound familiar? Aren't there other places where that's, you know, that's going on? Why in Texas? <laughs> yeah. I know we were kind of joking and I'm looking at uh, this to the Foxhole chat, LLMN Texas. I have no running water and would kill for a shower. And I feel for you guys. I absolutely feel for you guys. This isn't laughing at your dismay by any means, but we were kind of joking around in pre-show. Um, we know how all these businesses like Elon Musk and all these people are going to be, they're all moving from California to Texas. And we were joking because if you live in, if you live in California, you're used to power outages and they're just, mm-hmm. they're so green. They're such a green state yet. They get, they get ravished by wildfires. Their electricity is always out. Um, you're only allowed to have a certain amount of gallons of water a day. It's absolutely asinine. They then people are then moving from California to go to Texas and now they're dealing with the same shit. The irony makes me laugh. And again, guys, I'm not laughing at anyone's dismay or um, bad situation by any means. I feel for you guys. I absolutely feel for you guys. But just the irony of it, of people that were dealing with these these uh, these blackouts now going to Texas. And um, it's just it's just crazy. But the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, why, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And everyone talks about, the Dems included, AOC, Biden. They're talking about the Green New Deal, Joe Biden's new climate change deal that he wants to do. What is it? It's about bringing wind turbines and solar panels and all that stuff. It all sounds so great. But the problem is with all this, out in Texas, a lot of their, a lot of their um, grid is built on, on these windmills, these gigantic windmills. The problem is, uh, I find it, it got really cold. It got unnatural. It got unnaturally cold, and they all froze. <laughs> they all froze, and it's awful. So this is from the Gateway Pundit talking about this. It says turbines freeze up in Texas, cold snap, shutting down nearly half of the wind energy in West Texas alone. That's a lot, dude. That's a lot of energy just completely shut down. So it says a winter storm is causing chaos in Texas. Power outages were initiated by the Electric Reliability Council of Texas early on Monday morning. This means hundreds of thousands of Texans are without electricity for short periods of time. Temperatures fell into the teens near Dallas and 20s around Houston. And guys, that's the temperatures that we normally get out here. We're talking 15, sometimes 10 degrees. It's bone chilling. We're used to it, though, out here. Down there, I don't think you guys normally get anything really close to that. And what what happened, dude? All these windmills that are running the power for all these people, they all froze. And this funny, this is the funniest thing I've seen here. This tweet was from Luke Leggett talking about a helicopter running on fossil fuels, spraying a chemical made from fossil fuels onto a wind turbine made with fossil fuels during a nice storm <laughs> is awesome. And the thing is, man, we're just kind of laughing at the hypocrisy of all this, right? That's 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 mainly that's mainly what we're uh, the main crux of the um, half the show is going to be tonight is, is looking at all this. But um, just reading here, uh, this is from an excerpt from the Austin American State Statesman. They're reporting that nearly half of Texas installed wind power generation capacity has been offline because of frozen wind turbines, and the wind farms across the state. They generate up to a combined 25,100 megawatts of energy. 
But unusually, moist winter uh, conditions in West Texas brought in by the weekend's freezing rain and historically low temperatures have iced many of those wind turbines to a halt. And as of Sunday morning, those iced uh, turbines comprise 12,000 megawatts of Texas installed wind generation capacity, although West Texas turbines don't typically spend to their full uh, generation capacity this time of year. So the problem is, dude, they had this emergency and they have no alternative to go to. And now you guys all saw the video that I just played um, twice now since we started the show that people are outside in their cars, and these people have families, dude. They've already been, you know, this is Texas, so I don't know if the lockdowns are as bad in Texas and other states. But my God, you're outside. I know a friend of ours, he said it was 50 degrees in his home yesterday. 50 degrees. That is freezing cold. And if you have kids, you have families, what do you do, dude? What else? You have to go in your car. You're sitting in your car for hours on end, man, and there is no there is no plan in sight uh, until, until things start to warm up a little bit. But what did you think about all this, dude? Well, I'm from the South, so I don't, I, you know, I understand this in a different way because when this kind of thing happens, man, we, we freak out a little bit, all right? When the, when the hurricane comes through, we're, we're cool. We're, we're painting the house outside. We're grilling. But if there's an inch of snow, if it gets down below the 30s, we start freaking out and go buying up the, you know, the milk and bread and everything. But I think there's going to be, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of that redneck ingenuity over there. Cause that's what I would be doing. Um, and I guarantee you the thing that saved everybody of course is the gas powered cars. Cause what do we see in the parking lot? We see all the Dodge Rams. They're all chilling in there, you know, staying warm and everything. So it's kind of funny <laughs> that the, the gas powered saved it, you know, when the windmills failed. Uh, but I know, man, those people are going to be putting generators everywhere. They're going to be building bonfires. Uh, I know a lot of people are probably having a really tough time out there. Um, and on the other side of it, I know a lot of people are probably like documenting every, every step of the way, because this is just not something that they should have to deal with or probably, you know, normally have to deal with at all. So I got to admit being down here in the South, I was a little bit worried. I mean, I even went to work a little bit late this morning because I was like, there's going to be a little bit of ice on the road. I just know it. Uh, and I know that you're probably out there, you know, eating hot wings at a picnic table in New York when it's 30 <laughs> degrees and you're all comfy. All right. Yep. But when That's it gets right. down to like 30 and, and I start seeing snow, we start freaking out. I know. All right? so. <laughs> no, it's crazy, dude. Like I'm looking at the chat here just on D live. It says, uh, this is from Texas Q Patriot. There is no power in my home. It's so stupid. We survived nine degrees last night without electricity. Yesterday we timed it. This, guys, this to me, when I'm reading these comments, and yes, I was seeing this the last couple of days here, I just feel like under Trump, like stuff like this wouldn't happen. And if it were to happen, um, you know, Biden did declare an emergency for every county, I believe, in Texas. But I feel like there'd be some some kind of uh, action taken by the administration to do something for these people. Um, get, I don't know if it's up to the state governor who, or whoever uh, controls all this, but get some arenas open or something, you know, I know you have to follow COVID guidelines and all that other bullshit, but get some generators, get some heaters for people to, uh, to get around or something. There's gotta be something done, but I haven't seen anything done about this. And I just thought it was a travesty, you know, cause I'm, I'm over here laughing at this stuff and I see a video of these people in their cars like this. Some of them in their cars, 10, 12, 13 hours, um, just sitting in their cars just because it's so cold out. It's to me, it's an absolute disgrace. And it's it's a really bad look um, against Biden, against this whole uh, green green agenda that he wants to usher in. We didn't have any of these problems, dude, when Trump was uh, when Trump was uh, 
at the helm for the last four years. And now all of a sudden, all these problems on top of the other bullshit with the pandemic that we're seeing, they're all more problems. So this is going to lead us, guys, into why I want to talk about just about, you know, some of the aspects of the Green New Deal, who's really benefiting from this and really what's produced from these windmills, uh, the all these all these green these green technologies um, where they produced all that stuff, guys. We need to know about this stuff because this is the kind of shit that's uh, that's propelled onto us that your neighbors, your brainwashed friends might throw in your face, and they, I can guarantee you they're not going to know some of the information we're going to share tonight. So I want to bring us to this article here from the Red State saying, the title is, The Greenest Energy Isn't Even Being Considered. And we're going to talk about this just for a little bit. So they're, they're, they're based out of Texas, and it says, We're currently experiencing a freak chill with temperatures that drop below the southern part of Alaska. And many residents have fled their homes due to not having any power to heat. Thanks to the fact that Texas has made around a quarter of its power source, green energy, mostly in the form of wind farms. And as Tucker Carlson pointed out last night, Texas shouldn't be having an energy problem at all. The state of Texas is the largest source of natural gas in the world. And there it is. That's where I got that uh, the little tidbit I find out because I didn't know about that either until I read this article. Um, it says he likened running out of power in Texas to starving in a grocery store and pointing out that the only that you can only do that on purpose. But the overall point he was making is pretty clear and has been clear for some time. Green energy is unreliable at best and underperforms when the need calls. And moreover, green energy comes with a myriad of other problems. For one, it's expensive to build and many of the rare earth metals that are needed to even produce to make the fields of solar and wind farms. Guess where they all come from? Yes, none other than China. Moving over to a primarily green energy producing system will effectively have us owned by our enemies via the debt alone. Also, this green energy is often very damaging to the environment. And not only do large swaths of land need to be cleaned and made ready for these green energy farms, but they also damage the environment by their mere existence from cadmium leaks, the deaths of millions of birds. And that's, dude, I thought that was kind of a joke. Um, that's, this is a real thing. Millions yeah. of birds get killed by these things. And on top of it, they produce toxic waste uh, that they become when they've run their course. Green energy isn't exactly something you consider environmentally friendly. And that's the thing I just want to bring to everyone's attention tonight is, yeah, windmills look great. We have solar panels all over the place out here in New York. They honestly, they look they look retarded to me. They, uh, they're, all over the, they're all over homes. There's these big black panels everywhere. They're either on the property or, or plastered over the roofs of houses. They look awful. And um, I haven't, people that have them, they don't really say anything as far as really saving them any any money. And the the fact, the, the effort that it takes to get them installed on your property, on your home, it to me, it's almost, it doesn't really, it doesn't justify having any of it. And then when you find out that especially the windmills and, and a lot of the, all the stuff that's produced to make the windmills comes from these energies, these energies that, uh, you know, fossil fuels that Biden and his admin want to get rid of so bad. All that stuff is required to make these things, and then they produce more waste and do more damage anyways, man. What do you think about this? So I'm, I'm with you on a lot of that, and the way that I kind of look at this Green New Deal, first of all, they said that it wasn't going to be in there, but we, it was still held up on his website. You remember that before the debates oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Yep. And then, then they start, you know, now we're here, and a lot of these plans, they're, tr they're trying to force on us. And you saying the same thing, like about being in debt to China and everything, man. This is, this is um, to me, this is going to be one of those long-term plans where it never fully, you know, gets there. I don't think there would ever be a day 
that we say, okay, we're done. You know, we're here, we fulfilled it. I think it's one of those sort of ongoing, uh, you know, debt grabbing plans that, that is just built kind of like war where it's just, it's just built to make more money for these people. And yep. that, that's what it looks like to me. And, and again, there's no real advantage to us. Now I know everybody wants our world to be taken care of. Obviously we don't want to just go out here and trash everything, but the options that they throw out are ridiculous. And anybody who reads past the, you know, the table of contents or whatever on this green new deal should be able to obviously tell that this is not going to work out. This is, this is not something that, you know, we should even be considering uh, as far as like a long-term plan. I mean, I don't know if like maybe on a smaller scale for people, things would work out as far as like, you know, helping out with power around the house. Right. But whenever you're talking about changing over our whole economy to wind turbines and solar panels, it's, it's laughable is what it is to me. It is laughable, dude. And that's the, that's the worst part about this. Cause we were, I mean, I've been hearing about solar power, power and all this stuff for a very long time. And to me, it hasn't done any kind of, hasn't overhauled anything. It hasn't moved people in such a way where they're never going to go back to fossil fuels. It doesn't, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense to me. And so people are saying, well, what's the alternative to it? And they talk about nuclear energy. And, you know, this isn't really where I wanted the conversation to go. But, you know, people mention nuclear energy and then they say, well, you know, look at Chernobyl. Why would you want nuclear power stations? They can, you know, look at Fukushima, all these things. And I'm like, Guys, this happened. These things happen. I mean, Fukushima is more recent, but Chernobyl, that was that was that was botched by you know Soviet Russia in such a terrible way. That even that was a rare occurrence, and so much time has passed as far as safety and regulations and all that stuff. And when I'm looking at nuclear energy. I'm just looking. I'm like, it's a lot cheaper. It'll last longer. And as far as the waste, it doesn't produce anything nearly as much as these windmills and solar and these solar panels produce. So there's got to be more to this, right? And this is where the article kind of ends here on the red state saying there aren't a lot of reasons not to move to nuclear energy. Sure, there are risks, but they're they are incredibly minimal. Accidents are quite rare. The energy produces bar none. The waste to produce also is incredibly minimal and recyclable, and it requires very little land to operate and moreover, it's cheap. And green energy, on the other hand, is destructive, expensive, and unreliable. Taking yourself out of the political argument for a second and looking at the issue on paper would make nuclear energy the obvious choice, but it's not. But the thing is, guys, what it comes down to is this one point here. When nothing makes sense, what does it come down to? It comes down to either blackmail, comes down to money, special interest, or there's other countries banking on it, and that's the key. This is an industry that China has a lot to benefit from, and the close relationship between the Biden admin and China can't be overlooked. And that's the key, guys. Who is benefiting from this? If it's not the American people, it's certainly other countries, just like China is for sure. Now, I want to just look at the relationship that Biden has with China and as far as his relationships with some of these uh, these energy companies. And Kanoka, um, out here on Gab, put out some great... Great little research here. I just want to show here. The Biden family received $1.5 billion from China's National Bank and invested $700 million of it into the Chinese coal company, Yan Coal. While Biden declares war on U.S. coal due to a global warming, he rakes in profits in Chinese coal itself. The hypocrisy has never been so obvious. And uh, Kanoka here uh, pretty much reposted this tweet. 
This is from Daniel Turner. It says, China is building more coal plants this year than all of Europe combined uh, currently has. You want to know why? Look at Texas. You think China is going to allow itself to get caught in the dark? They have a world to conquer, and liberal America China apologists are aiding them. Never, man, would I... We are in 2021 right now. Knowing that Texas is such a high producer in natural gas and other fossil fuels, there should be zero reason why that state is in the dark whatsoever. None of this makes sense. And the thing is, this Green New Deal, or what they were calling the Paris Climate Accords, the thing is, America has such a large responsibility and so much more of, uh, of their, their own skin to put in this game that they want to play here. And yet these other countries, they're, they're, not, they're, not, put, they're not pitching in the, extra, the effort they're supposed to either. And the thing is, the one of the China and India are the worst producers as far as pollution and all this other stuff, and they are barely they're a part of this. But do you think they're going to actually be held responsible? I find it in any of this going forward. No, man, not at all. I mean this this is this is what we kind of were we were worried about definitely right because where's the China stuff with Biden and why is he pandering to them? To, to, you know, using this Green New Deal as sort of a cover to, that, that they're saying this is going to help us. This is great, everybody. Uh, don't read the contents, but it's going to be great. Trust me. And then put the country in debt to, you know, foreign entities that are that are not going to help us. I mean, they're, they're our enemies. They're, you know, every every aspect of how they deal with us is not for us. They don't do good things for us. And then whenever you track the money, especially coming from Biden and his administration going, you know, over to foreign countries, it shows you right there that this is, that he is not looking out for, for our country. He's not looking out for us. And you're right. Texas should not have to be going through any of this. And I think they, you know, they're using that state as an example of, you know, you should, we should be able to look at this right now and just say, do we want this all over the country? Do we want this to be our, our whole world, you know, and how we, how we do things? And it's obviously not, you know, we're not going to, we don't want to do things that way. So that just stands out to me. It's just a telltale sign right there. Right. And these other countries, do they know exactly what's going on? Like they talk about Germany's electricity prices. They, they do all this shit too, man. And it's super expensive. It's very expensive with what's going on. And just a shout out to uh, Heather for the $5 cash app. Uh, prayers for the people of Texas. Absolutely. And Susan, thank you also for the donation. Thanks for the great info. Thank you. Thank you guys for those uh, the super chats. Keep them coming, guys. I'm going to keep reading those out as the show goes on. But yeah, man, I just feel like when, when, we, when we read these things and we dive deep into these things, the other countries... They know exactly what these what the what these technologies do, what they produce, and they're laughing at us. And to me, all this is doing is hamstringing um, our country, and everyone else is going to be benefiting while we're just going to fall to the wayside. While countries like China, who follow nobody's rules except their own, we all know their agenda. They want to take over the entire uh, world. They're they're not going to follow any of this stuff. And this this is what brings me also to another uh, Kanoka Gap post here, talking about the Paris Climate Accords now. He is saying this under the Paris Climate Accords alone, China has the world's largest polluter and they're the and carbon emitter, but yet they get a free pass until 2030, guys. 2030. 
Who knows that they will even honor the agreement after 2030, which they're not going to. In the meantime, America must reduce carbon emissions by 30% by 2025 through the purchase of solar photovoltaics, whatever that is. 70% produced in China, wind turbines, 35% produced in China, and lithium ion batteries, 70% produced in China, ladies and gentlemen, to produce these green energies and to get the country to where they want it to be with this climate, with this, with these, uh, with these green deals. This is going to put China in business. And on top of it, China is going to be still doing their thing with fossil fuels. They're, they're looking at Texas right now and be like, we, we're never going to have to deal with that. We're, we're going to do our own thing anyways. They know this. And yet all these green technologies require rare earth metals, which 90% are produced in China. They know this. This is exactly the plan. In other words, we must increase the cost of living for American citizens right now because of the imminent threat of, of climate change by purchasing green technologies from the world's largest carbon emitter while they continue to increase their carbon emissions and pollute the planet. Did the CCP write the Paris uh, Climate Accords? Because the USA will be a third world country and the CCP will be the world's dominant superpower within the decade with this genius plan. And we're showing Bill Gates here, guys. We'll get to Bill Gates a little bit later um, on this as well. And, yeah, I see people in um, camshaft. India is exempt, too. That's why none of this makes sense to me, I find it. China and India are the two largest producers of pollution. And I think we actually are carbon emissions actually dropped uh, with Trump. And the thing is, what people don't ever talk about, what the science cult never talks about, no one ever talks about the sun. The cycles of the sun. Nobody ever talks about that. And the thing is that the more that the more carbon that's in in the uh, atmosphere, it's actually better for the plants. They're sucking more of it up, and nobody talks about that. And yet we're to believe that. Oh my God, if if, if our atmosphere goes up by one degree, it's going to be the end of us. Yeah, it'll be a little warmer for a little while. But look at Texas right now. <laughs> They're freezing. They're freezing. Right. And I know a scientist is like, well, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. It's just the optics of all of this, guys. None of it makes sense. And um, it's just hard to fathom that this is going to put America first when it's clearly putting us last. Right, man. You're, you're exactly right. And remember, during Trump, weren't we all just energy, you know, independent? And then we, we you know, Biden steps in. And what do we see? The first thing we see is the Keystone shutdown, right? So, you know, we're, we're watching the steps that he's trying to take to, uh, you know, to, to put us under in, in debt with all of these other foreign countries. And it's for his own benefit and his own and his friends, you know, benefit and everything like that. But kind of like I said earlier, I think this is one of those processes that, you know, it's going to take a long time and I don't think it's ever going to end if they were to have it their way. Um, so the way I see out of this is that, you know, at some point in time, whenever our next, um, you know, when we can get this guy out or, or whatever's going to happen, I think this is going to stop because, uh, you know, it takes too much. It takes too much money and too much resources to be able to implement the size of this project uh, inside of a short amount of time. So I think we're dealing with um, with the beginnings of it, but I honestly have the hope that it's not going to be fulfilled. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But, you know, the funny thing is, you know, I want you guys to see this quick video. It's it's very it's a 10 second clip. You know who was talking about this and was made fun of relentlessly for uh, talking about windmills? Uh, that was our former president, Donald Trump. And watch this clip. This was actually used by, it was BuzzFeed or one of these uh, outlets. I could tell this was taken from a TikTok video, but shout out to L um, on Gab for grabbing this uh, clip here. Remember when Trump said this? Be doing wind, windmills. Mm. And if it doesn't, 
If it doesn't blow, you can forget about television for that night. Be doing now. Wind- it's really you know he's making fun of it, and in a way, Trump. There's actually another clip that I that that's out there. It's like four or five minutes long of Trump just going off on on, on a windmill rant, and people were making fun of him, calling saying he hates the he hates the climate, he doesn't take this shit seriously. Who's laughing now? I find it. Who's laughing now? He, right. no, nobody else was making fun of windmills before. Trump did. He he knows. He knows what fossil fuels are all about. He knows exactly what what's, what what all this is. And yet, um, he was made fun of for it. And he was absolutely right about everything. Um, so, guys, I just want to I just want to do a shout out to Texas. I'm trying to make you guys in, in a better mood here. As far and I know it's got to be hard when I'm seeing so many messages saying their their mother, their father, they're 85 years old. Their uh, their their um, electricity is going out every two hours. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But remember, guys. This to me is one big gigantic red pill again wrapped up um, for everybody because now issues are affecting both sides. We are we're already awake. It's the other side that's still kind of waking up. Um, but I just this is for a shout out to Texas out there. This is from eight six eight six four films, um, and just we gotta laugh a little bit, guys. Watch this. Hang in there, Texas. The climate elite are with you in spirit. As soon as it gets warmer, the eco-friendly wind turbines will thaw out and energy will be restored. Yes, it will be warmer, so you won't need the energy. But please don't think about such minor trivialities. The important thing is that you'll be out of your cars and back to sleeping in your homes in no time. And frostbite is covered under most insurance plans. Your sacrifice of fossil fuels for the betterment of the people of the state is noted, logged, and appreciated. This message is brought to you by the People's National Climate Committee and the Commission for Climate Justice. <laughs> the Committee for Climate Justice. It's a power fist. And for everyone out there on the podcast, it is a power fist, the same Black Lives Matter fist, um, holding up a windmill. What did you think of that? What did you guys think of that? Yeah, People are like, yeah, it's not funny, but it's funny. That's exactly right. It's bittersweet, ain't it? It really is bittersweet, guys, and that's why I'm trying to say. I know if you guys are out in Texas watching this, we're trying to give you some uh, some kind of thing to laugh about. And this was something else I thought was absolutely great. Um, this was taken <laughs> from CNN. This was the chode that was saying it was mostly peaceful protest when the buildings are burning behind him. Well, CNN was spotted out in Texas saying it's snowy, but mostly warm weather in Texas, highlighting the effects of global warming. <laughs> oh, my God. The memes, the memes are just on fire today, guys. Absolutely on fire. We just, you know, we got to laugh at this stuff. We absolutely have to laugh at this stuff. And I'm glad I'm seeing in the chat people are liking it, too. Thank God. Because it's it's really it's really sad. But the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, we are dealing with real, real world problems. And we none of this stuff was even a, a thought with this Green New Deal and windmills and solar panels going over the place. It is not sustainable. And the thing is, fossil fuels, they aren't sustainable either. They're going to run out at some point. And the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, if nuclear is the answer, if it's not the answer, you know what is the answer? I do believe there are technologies out there already that are hidden from us. Um, zero, zero point energy machines, they exist. And anytime a scientist does get those things out, they end up disappearing or dying. The thing is, for us to have that free energy takes so much power out of the puppet master's hands. And um, that is the answer. The answer is already out there. We just haven't been allowed to be in on it because it's all about that control structure. But it's absolutely crazy, guys. But this is the world we're living in. So I want to transition that, I find it, to what was happening over the weekend. 
Um, and just recently, while Texans are freezing their asses off and other people across the country, they have no power. Um, I don't see any plan besides uh, hopefully it gets warm enough and uh, we're going to turn the power back on. This is what this is what CNN and Newsweek had, were putting out as far as their headlines. And I thought, what a slap in the face uh, to, to uh, the Trump base, to everybody. Um, I want you guys to see this. This is from David Rubin. I actually took a screenshot of this myself. This is what, guys, this is what a news outlet looks like on the death, <laughs> on the brink of death oh when Trump isn't around anymore. This is terrible. This was a CNN headline, guys. Look at this. President Biden has expressed a preference for a fire built in the Oval Office fireplace and sometimes adds a log himself to keep it going. Unlike his recent predecessors, he's he's more of an early early to bed type. No shit. He's ha- <laughs> here's how Biden is settling into his new job. Literally, this is what they're they're uh, this is what they're talking about. And to to twist the knife even deeper, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Newsweek puts this one out uh, yesterday. Joe Biden playing as Luigi wins in Mario Kart race against granddaughter at Camp David. This is what they're talking about. Americans are literally suffering right now. Biden, there's headlines of Biden building nice cozy fires in the Oval Office with all of his logs and also playing his uh, his granddaughter in Mario Kart. You cannot make this stuff up, man. When I saw this headline, um, it, it, it went viral for a reason. It was not for a good reason, but people were torching these outlets and saying, how out of touch can you possibly be? You reamed Trump for playing golf, and yet... Biden is literally talking. There's headlines about Biden building nice, cozy, warm fires while people are freezing out down in Texas, man. What do you think about this? You gotta be kidding me, man. I mean, it, I can't, I, I see it and I almost don't believe it until I, until I stare at it a few more times. It's just that ridiculous. I mean, as far as like the, the Mario Kart, I truly believe that he was like the kid where he goes to the theater and you never really put the quarter in, but you let them sit down and act like they're playing. <laughs> Uh, and the demo just sort of plays on the screen. I still think that's what happened with him. They didn't actually stick a quarter in the machine, but the fireplace thing, man, that is a slap in the face. And I bet, I bet Texas and a lot of other States are, uh, are screaming at the top of their lungs right now. And, um, I wish he could hear him inside of his nice, cozy, warm room. Uh, that would be the best case scenario, but I doubt he's listening. Honestly, Absolutely, um, man, yeah. that is just, that is just, terrible to, to do something like that man i don't you know it almost seems like they're trying to provoke the anger is is what it looks like i i really still think that they're just trying to make us mad that's what i think oh yeah absolutely and i see in the chat people are saying no way joe biden can play mario kart it's way too advanced for him <laughs> at, this, at this point in stage yes and i know mario kart's no joke i mean i was a diehard mario kart player i um, still love playing it. i have it on my n64 um, but it's just so out of touch with what's going on in the country. And it's go- it just has to enrage people. And um, the Daily Wire wrote a good article on this, uh, drawing out the comparisons to how Trump was covered compared to Biden. And it's literally, it literally says, a pair of fawning news articles this week has been a reminder of just how far the tone has shifted in the media from Trump to Biden. And on Monday, news reported that Biden was playing Mario Kart with his granddaughter and that he won. The headline even added that Biden played as his character Luigi, and some people were asking, is this comms? What does this mean? I have no idea if it's comms or not. I, I literally don't know, but Luigi was a shitty character in Mario Kart, so it's no wonder that he picked him. 
Um, but this says the article is similar to their just like us sections about celebrities and tabloids and all that other garbage. And a quick search shows such adoring coverage was not provided to Trump on President's Day. Instead, outlets like San Francisco Chronicle ran opinion articles that called what Trump did over the holiday weekend as odd, adding that he was dishonoring the office by tweeting about the special investigation against him at the time. But, you know, Mario Kart, you know, that's okay. That's not dishonoring anything on President's Day. It's such a joke, dude. And something this last part here says nothing supportive about how he relaxed one can imagine that Trump had beaten his granddaughter at a game of Mario Kart. One of the usual suspect feminist writers would have published a screed about how Trump was an example of the patriarchy and trying him to uh, and tying him to Gamergate and all the information about that movement parroted by the media. Dude, I could just see if Trump had done that and he beat Ivanka or one of his granddaughters, they'd scream Trump's a sexist and he hates women. <laughs> I like I like Gamergate. I hadn't heard that one yet. That's freaking great. Dude, you know it would you know that would have been the, this spin that you know. Of course, Trump's got to beat his his daughter. He hates women, and uh, God forbid if she if you know if she was colored, it'd be even worse. He'd call a racist on top of it and a bigot. And it's just funny to see the actual um, comparisons just in coverage. But the one thing I want to talk about with Biden, ladies and gentlemen, is just one story. And um, this is why I kind of try to give a, a positive, more entertaining spin on the news um, going forward, because we all know there's a lot of bets out there saying that Joe Biden is obviously he's got the earpiece in his ear from Obama. He is he is just literally a placeholder for these people. And that is literally all he is. That's like, that's all he is. And now this bit, this this is probably for me, the biggest news that came out today. And this is from the National Pulse talking about um, Biden and Kamala Harris and Biden actually not fielding any of these calls talking to foreign leaders and other things. And this is the article. This I thought this was pretty eye-opening. Kamala Harris is now taking Joe Biden's head of state calls from now, guys. Is this uh is this going to be what we expect going forward? Is Kamala Harris are they like tra- is this like a president in training happening right now? I'd love to know what you guys think in the chat. So this is how it reads out. The White House published a readout yesterday entitled Readout of Vice President Kamala Harris's Call with President Emmanuel Macron of France. It states, Vice President Kamala Harris spoke today with President Emmanuel Macron of France and expressed her commitment to strengthening bilateral ties between the United States and France and revitalizing the transatlantic alliance. Vice President Harris and President Macron agreed on the need for close bilateral multilateral cooperation to address COVID-19, climate change, Oh, God, and support democracy at home and around the world. They also discussed numerous regional changes, blah, 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 of course, the Middle East and NASA's uh, Mars 2020 Perseverance rover. The thing is, it is bizarre for a vice president to be making contact with key world leaders just weeks into a new admin. Harris also recently spoke with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The president has also still refused to call the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, which is really, really weird. And the thing is, in 2020, Biden called himself a transition candidate, raising eyebrows about his commitment to the job and his ability to serve his full first term, let alone a potential two. Now, some also have noted how Harris may be setting up to lead the U.S. delegation at the G8 in June, especially if Biden is still busy playing Mario Kart. But that's the thing, man. A lot of people are saying not just Joe Biden's health, his mental decline, but this was the plan the entire time. Get drag this man across the finish line, install Kamala Harris, get the super socialist agenda installed. But dude, he's not even talking to world leaders. And we get this quote here 
um, from Jen Saki today, who's going to be one of our Clowns of America in addition today in the Woke Societies. Just in, it'll be a couple months before Biden has an in-person meeting with the world leader. Months. Why? Why is that? So what do, what do you think about all this, dude? That that makes no sense, and it makes the most sense all at one time. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We called it. Everybody called it. All y'all out there, you all knew it. Uh, Kamala was going to be doing this, and we're, we're starting to see it right now. Now, whenever Trump came into office, uh, I'm pretty sure he made trips around the world. He met with all the leaders. He had discussions and meetings and you know told everybody how he wants to do things. And we're not seeing that here. We're seeing Kamala step up and take the phone calls uh, and possibly be doing things her own way. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure if she's like taking direction or if she's, you know, doing this all her own way. Um, But either way, I mean, she's the one on the phone. She's the one communicating with him while Joe's playing Mario Kart and eating a pudding cup. So, (laughs) and and I'm not sure if, uh, I'm not sure if, if she's going to like take his seat, I'm not going to call it that far. He might actually just get to sit there and, uh, and, and do exactly what he wants while, while she handles uh, whatever business behind closed doors. But yep. either way, if she's the one that's doing the, doing all the business side of things while he's hanging out with uh, whoever he wants and just playing around, then, you know, we called it. This is, this is, we called it. That's all I want to say about it. You know? Absolutely, man. I want to play this clip here because I, I, do you guys remember when Joe Biden said he was Kamala Harris's running mate? Well, if you don't, I have the clip right here. And I am Kamala Watch this. My, my name's Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden's husband. And I am Kamala's running mate. <laughs> you all think I'm kidding, don't you? Oh, no, Joe. We don't think you're kidding at all, my friend. We don't think you're kidding at all. We took that seriously. <laughs> and um, it's exact, that's exactly it. So, guys, what I want to play here real quick. Um, there was this there was this clip here from Steve Bannon's War Room. And just a shout out to uh, Tans here. Thank you for the donation. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for always keeping things positive. Thank you so much, Tans. Keep those super chats coming, guys. They're a great. They're the only way we can get monetized uh, right now while the monetization system is built for our Foxhole. So thank you guys for the donations. Keep them coming in. Um, Steve Bannon mentioned this on his show today. And I just want to pay, play a quick clip about how is Kamala Harris, is this going to be a regular thing and what this means for the country? Take a watch. Commander-in-Chief, and who is the President of the United States? Kamala Harris, and it's been basically suppressed or not mentioned by the mainstream media. The Vice President of the United States is actually making direct phone calls with heads of states, and these are not, these are not minor heads of states on maybe some technical issues. This is Canada. I would argue... Our, our, our longest, our, our one of our greatest, if not our greatest ally, right? And the United and France, our oldest ally, which we would not be the United States if it was not for France. Our oldest ally, and this is Trudeau and Macron, not Grandunes. This is at the top level. Kamala Harris is, and they're having readouts, and she's talking about these central issues of the Biden administration: climate change. Uh, the CCP virus, COVID, I mean, the two basic things that Biden's basing his presidency on. She's having, and they're putting out readouts. And the mainstream media won't answer. The first question they should be asking is that who's actually the commander-in-chief? When in American history, even during the uh, premiership of Dick Cheney with the, uh, with, uh, the clown Bush, right? Bush the son, right? And all the lies and misrepresentations that got us into the wars in the Middle East. Even I don't believe, and we're looking at right now, I don't think there was ever 
at least a direct, publicly announced uh, Vice President um, Cheney having a direct conversation with the head of state on issues that are fundamental to American national security and in, 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 in the American economy. In America. So he's pretty much saying there, man, even back then, like with, with Cheney, um, this was not this is not normal. None of this is normal, and the, and the things that Kamala Harris is doing would normally not be done by by her. It would be done, you know, by the president himself. So even even Steve Bannon is even looking at this and be like, "What the hell is going on right now?" With all that, yeah, everyone's saying Dick Cheney is an evil man. Yeah, that's not that's not the point. But yes, he is. He was the whole admin was pure evil. But my God, dude, it's just it's just painting a picture here. I think of uh, of setting the stage for uh, Kamala to to end up taking over, but. It's so many things are going to be coming. And guys, with the next uh, segment that we have coming up here is going to be the fun part. Um, today's clowns in America. Um, I got five clowns lined up for you. Um, but I just want to get your thoughts on any of that. Any last thoughts on this before we move on, man? Yeah, I had one last thought. And that was that aren't these foreign leaders insulted that they're having to speak to the vice president, not the president? I mean, isn't that point. how it works? Because usually the, usually the vice president is going to speak with – you know, a, um, you know, a, a person down the ladder a little bit whenever they're, whenever they're making trade deals or whatever they're discussing, communicating with each other. But if these foreign leaders are calling in to our white house, to our government and Kamala's the one answering the phone, I mean, don't they get a little bit insulted by that? Cause that doesn't make, that doesn't make much sense to me anyway. Just that was my last thoughts on it. No, it's a great point. I didn't even think about that. And, and it's the thing. A lot of people are saying, oh, we're, we're fucked, you know, this country. So, I'm, guys, I'm, that's not the whole point of this. This is not – the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, we have to remember we can, we can only control what's in front of us personally. This is, this is just to point out the picture of everything that's going on now. Um, the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, we're going we're gonna to be building around all this BS and these people, um, but not to worry um, by any means at all. So, guys, I just wanted – this brings us to our other sponsor today. Just want to get that out. Guys, I've been talking about my mother's business for a while now and some other uh, and, and her business, the Alula Wellness slash Breakthrough M2. Let me just pull up the uh, I had it here. There's a script. So, guys, when you go to AlulaWellness.com, Breakthrough M2 is a fast, effective, healthy weight loss program that's used homeopathic liquid drops and a structured, balanced diet. The drops support the body's ability to help clean and get rid of abnormal toxic fat that your body doesn't need, which is abnormal fat. While on the program, you will take your drops three times a day before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We, we use detailed food lists and exact amounts to help you easily plan your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You will drink 90 ounces of water or half your body weight in ounces of water, whichever is greater every day. And in five to six weeks, the average weight loss for women is 20 to 25 pounds, and men can lose 30 to 40 pounds. Dr uh, doing a program teaches you how to make the best decisions for your body that help you keep the weight off. This can be the last diet you ever do. So my mods are passing out the links. And when you guys get the link, this is the sign-up sheet that you'll get. This will set you up with a phone call, with a consolation conversation, with a coach that will answer any questions that you have about this diet. It's all natural, guys. I'm doing it now. I'm down, I believe it was 15, 16 pounds. Um, and it's been, this is week two. Probably going to cut it off at the end of this week. But still, I'm going to be doing this in sections. But guys, I've done it myself. It works. It's all natural. And again, this is supporting a patriot business, supporting your well-being and getting that COVID weight off of you guys. So again, remember when you support my sponsors, you are supporting this channel and all that good stuff. So thank you. Thank you guys. Yes. And, uh, and thank y'all for the cash app. I've gotten a couple in uh, a couple of y'all want to remain nameless, but I want to just tell y'all, thank you. I, I really appreciate it out there. I love y'all. Awesome, man. Awesome. Glad you're getting some donations too. That's, that's fantastic. Absolutely 
Beautiful. So guys, this is going to be once. So like I told you guys, I'm working on a lot of things on the background as far as production um, for different segments of the show. And this is going to kind of be a sneak peek of one of those. This is going to be the clowns of the day. And we are going to be featuring five clowns for you, ladies and gentlemen, today. And uh, this is going to be all all nicely produced uh, probably in the next week or two. And I'm working on it now. So it's going to be my own little intro for it. And this is uh, this is it, man. So let's jump into this. Our first clown, ladies and gentlemen, of the night is Anthony Fauci. Why? Because he has flip-flopped I don't know how many times on on so many views. And I just want you guys to remember, for anyone that's still dealing with family members and people that are still saying that, you know, Fauci is the real deal. We need to trust what he says. How about you watch this video and then you decide? Right now in the United States, People should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Uh, right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. I mean, for me as a public health official, obviously, I would like the consideration that everybody wears a mask. If you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective. There are many people who feel you know, if you really want to have an extra little uh, bit of protection, maybe I should put two masks on. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's no data that indicates that that is going to make a difference. Right now in the United States. <laughs> he was literally making fun of it, guys, wearing two masks at one point. He has flip-flopped so many times. And the thing is, you want to know why Fauci's a clown? Because he was literally, this is from just the news today, Fauci is going to receive a million dollars for speaking truth to power during the coronavirus pandemic. And literally, guys, he was there. He's getting paid a million dollars to pretty much defend the image of science, quote unquote. And he's being awarded this top international prize. And Fauci was considered the, is still considered the country's top infectious disease expert. And he was also, he also, he's been reversed on some guidance, including saying early in the pandemic, not to wear a mask for fear of taking them from frontline health workers. I mean, my God, dude. So many people hate this man, and for good reason. He's flip-flopped so many times, and he's a horrible man. What's your quick take on this? I present to you your mainstream puppet for mainstream science. I mean, this this <laughs> yeah. is just like the uh, this is just like the Nobel Peace Prize for Obama, right? You just you're just terrible. You do nothing, and yet we're going to reward you for it. Here you go, man. Um, I you know it's it's believable. It's absolutely believable in this day after the, for the stuff we've seen. I I would expect this. Absolutely, <laughs> I mean, man. Just saying. Absolutely. So that guys, that was clown number one. Let's bring you to clown number two here. Clown number two today, ladies and gentlemen, is Andrew Cuomo that reigns here, the governor from New York State. Everyone knows he lied about the nursing home deaths. Still lying about it. But you know what he did? He not only shits on his own staff. The, his own media that's now turning on him. All these frontline workers that have been dealing with uh, all these COVID uh, outbreaks, deaths, all that stuff, he blames the frontline workers for killing these people. You think I'm kidding? Here he is right here talking about it. Homes. Three, we have 613 nursing homes in the state. 365 received a person from a hospital. Of the 365 that received a person from this March 25th guidance, which was then superseded in May, 98% of those 365 already had COVID in their hot facility. 
COVID did not get into the nursing homes by people coming from hospitals. COVID got into the nursing homes by staff walking into the nursing home when we didn't even know we had COVID. All this guy does, I find it, is project and never takes the blame for anything. It was his mandate. Why does it do the thing is? I saw the mandate inside the state prison when I was still working full time. It was then taken down and then I tried finding it on his website and then they scrubbed it off his website. But yet, yet now it's the frontline workers, the nurses, the staff. They're the ones that kill all these people, man. Can you imagine if you were a family member that lost a loved one and you're listening to this guy? No, man, that that's terrible to, to sit up there and do that. And I'm glad this dude has got his feet over the fire right now because that's exactly what he needs. I mean, this is in your backyard and I know this hits you in a, in a, in a different, you know, light and it should hit us all and, you know, make us mad because we know what he did. We lived through it. He's acting like we didn't pay attention to it. He's acting like, you know, he can just come right out here and lie to us and we're not going to confront him, you know, digitally or, or however else if we're calling or if we're writing letters or signing petitions for this dude to get removed. He acts like we forgot and we didn't. And that's what I love about this movement. We're not going to let him forget. We're going to no. remind him about those mandates and about what he did because he absolutely shoved people in those nursing homes, man. He absolutely did. And just to see, guys, just to show you how bad it's getting out here. Even Democrat State Assemblyman Ron Kim is saying it's all of it is BS and you're covering up. Another Democrat State Senator, Alessandra Biaghi, said on Twitter that Cuomo is not telling the truth when he claimed he was t- he had told the legislator about the DOJ. Guys, I didn't even know about this. Cuomo didn't even tell his own state legislator, his legislative branch, that there was a DOJ investigation. He didn't even tell them. They found out like we all found out. And we're... and. No one believes this guy as a regular person, but his own his own people that that he's rules over. They don't believe him either. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, he is clown number two. Clown number three of the day would be none other than Bill Gates. And Bill Gates made it today because he has taken pictures. He's also um, taken shots at meat today, which we're going to see in a minute. Bill Gates shares the same concerns about melting polar ice caps because this goes along with the climate change uh, theme today. Uh, ice caps as his good friend Al Gore. And the thing is, Bill Mo and the Gates, they bought their new San Diego home. Casually comes from a giant private beach. But the thing is, you want to know who they bought this home from? <laughs> you can't make this up. They get it. Here's the irony. Gates purchased the property from Mandeline Pickens, the former wife of Texas oil billionaire. <laughs> oh, my God. She Boone Pickens for $43 million. So not only did he, is he talking about climate change, he buys a home. That's on the coast. If you were seriously worried about climate change, why do you have all your homes on the coast? It's absolutely ridiculous. But then you're going to pay a oil billionaire $43 million. If you, their message is lost to me, man. It's absolutely lost to me. And then he goes all in today saying how all rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef. You can get used to the taste difference. This guy is not only waging war against Americans and, and, their, uh, and their health through uh, vaccines. He's also wanting to create his own synthetic beef made in a lab and saying, you all need to eat this as well. But the thing is, Bill Gates has an investment in what's called Memphis Meats, which is a lab meat company. This dude does not have anybody's special interest besides his own, man. What do you think about Bill Gates with all this? 
I wonder if he went to the house and he and he got them all scared about you know the polar ice caps are melting and tried to show them all this data or whatever he's got and they were like, man, we got to move. He's like, well, you know, before you go, uh, um, I'll take this place off your hands if you want. Uh, you know, I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying, since you're trying to move inland, I would, I would take it off your hands, you know, and and just get like a really great deal on a beach house. Um, that's the way I said, but. It's the meat thing. All right, so I got something on this, this synthetic meat stuff. Yep. I had watched a documentary a couple of years ago, and uh, it was about, like, steaks, how they're using, you know, they're making steaks pretty much, and they're kind of gluing them together. Like, it's not even real. It's not a real cut of meat. And I'm kind of like you, Scott. I love a good steak every once in a while, so I'm not going to say which store, but I went to the store. I bought a couple of steaks. I bring them home, put them in the cast iron, because that's how I like mine, and uh, – I go to eat them and it just didn't taste right, right? Like it, it's off, man. And <laughs> yeah. you, you know what a you know what a ribeye is supposed to taste like. So, oh yeah, I'm looking at this thing and I, I start I start like kind of you know moving it around on the plate. I'm like, this doesn't even have the right texture. And so back then, <laughs> even man, I was I, I was I was a I was paranoid enough about my dinner that night that I actually researched where that came from, the source and everything. And sure enough. It was one of those fake steaks. I've never been more mad. I've never, I've never been more mad about spending that much money on a nice cut of meat and it coming in and it's fake. So this stuff is real, ladies and gentlemen. This is <laughs> this is real stuff. You need to research where you get your stuff. For me, I'm going straight to the butcher from now on. Absolutely, dude. No doubt. No doubt at all. So this is going to bring us, guys, to clown number four today. And we have one more after this. Clown number four is Bill de Blasio. And guys, when I'm gonna, the video I'm about to show you, I thought this was a fake video, um, but this is very real. Um, de Blasio thinks culture and street dancing is going to be bringing people back to New York City. Um, after watching this, I, I don't think this is the right approach to take, but Bill de Blasio certainly thinks this is the right approach to take. As they have this, they're in some back alley that's roped off and there's four random people dancing in the middle of the street. I would love to know what you guys think about this. Here's clown number four. We need a recovery that brings back the life and the heart and the energy of this city and that everyone gets to be a part of. And we're gonna do that. We're gonna really bring back the heart and soul of New York City. We need our arts and culture back and we need people to see it and feel it, to participate in it, to know that that essence of New York City has not been defeated by the coronavirus, but will come back strong in 2021. Month after month in 2021, as you see the city come back to life, culture will lead the way. Open culture is another step towards a recovery for our city. We're launching with 115 street locations in all five boroughs, and it brings stages to our neighborhoods and culture to the heart of our neighbors, and give artists, cultural institutions, and creatives a place to showcase their talents as they recover from the pandemic. Our cultural community is our conscience, our cultural community is our hope, and our identity as New Yorkers. <laughs> guys that was a uh that was a real ad it's called a recovery for all of us and cultural street dancers that's gonna fix that's gonna fix people's jobs <laughs> what you do? What, i know what did you think about this so 
I told y'all I'm from the South, um, deep South, and I've literally never seen anything like that in person. And I actually did not think that that was real. I thought that, that was satire or or something. I, I'm not exactly sure what word I should put on that, but I really did not think that that was real at first. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that's not the way to get people to come back into the city. No. <laughs> it's just me. I can tell you right now, dude, they're all going to Florida where it's free right now. Like I said, that's where I'm going to be heading down. And everyone's saying, okay, then uh, demons dancing, dumbass liberals. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I'm glad you all have the same reaction um, this, to the same, the same way uh, we all did guys. So that's clown number four. And to end, to end today, we're going to bring you clown number five before we get into the last story of the day, which is going to be good news and Trump declaring war on the GOP, uh, which broke not too long ago. Guys have been telling you, Stay off a of parlor. Get off a of parlor. They came back online yesterday and they have a new, they have a new, uh, I don't know, what do you call it, cloud service or infrastructure. But guess what? They have, uh, they ban hate speech in their terms of service. And a quick story, uh, a user by the name of Milo, he's on Gab. And, and, and I'll just, I'll put this, I'll put, I want to be as transparent as this as possible, guys. He puts out some pretty dicey uh, content, which is fine. It doesn't break the law. Um, but he put out some dicey content. He was kind of testing um, what Parler was about and the stress test. Well, check this out, guys. Right ring provocateur Milo, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, has been banned from Parler from offensive jokes despite the site claiming repeatedly to be pro-free speech. Parler came back online for many users on Monday after being kicked off the internet and app stores by the big tech giants determined to shut the site down, claiming the conservative-oriented social media platform hosted violent content and attempted to link Parler to the Capitol uh, protest. Eyebrows were raised when it was discovered that their new web hosting provider called SkySilk bans unidentified. And guys, this isn't their terms of service. I saw this myself. Hateful content from being hosted by them. Reserving the right to refuse to provide service sounds exactly like Twitter and everything else to customers that host racist. Pornographic, that's that's fine. We don't need porn on platforms. Hateful material or those which create customer service or abuse issues for us. And the CEO of SkySilk, Kevin Madison, said in a statement that they believe that Parler is taking the necessary steps to, here it is, better monitor its platform. Sounds like just censorship to me and applauded their new community guidelines, which provide a double filter system for not safe to work and trolling content. So some of the things he said, guys, you don't have to agree or you can disagree, agree with what he said. Uh, This is what Milo said, who is gay himself posted statuses such as who wants to do gay bash with me this weekend. I mean, this with all the Christian charity and compassion in the world, homosexuals should be should be hanged again guys this is his quote death penalty for illegal immigrants when i don't get why we don't shoot on site among other edgy comments now i don't agree with those comments but the thing is ladies and gentlemen to say that stuff it's still protected under the first amendment if we want free speech we need to keep free speech you all wonder how comedy died how that entire genre died i remember watching comedy central way back in the day and listening to jokes that were like "Ooh, some of these were like really hard to stomach But that's what comedy was before the political PC culture got involved with it. And it's just, you know, to see Parler, who Dan Bongino had poured, you know, all his money into and all the other bullshit that as soon as they come back online, they're banning users. They have hate speech identified in their terms of service, man. I told you guys, they 
Yes, and Sookie just say Milo is gay, by the way, and he said those things. He's not. He wasn't calling for a gay. He, I can, I can kind of see where he was going with it. He was bashing his own people, but in a kind of in his in his mind, probably in a funny way. But if if the establishment or the people that run these platforms don't like what you say or your take on something, they censor you. And not only that, Parler data mines all your data. So to me, man, they make the list for clown number five today. What did you think about Parler? I, I think he was testing that system, and uh, I think he tested it pretty well, if you ask me. I mean, I don't agree with anything that he said, obviously, but, um, right. you know, yeah, uh, is terrible, y'all. I mean, we've, we've been talking about these platforms. Scott's been talking about them a lot longer than I have, but any of these kind of platforms that are going to stop you from saying what you want to say, as long as it's not breaking the law, then you should be able to say it. And, you know, the world's going to keep spinning as long as we've got people that disagree with us, people that are saying, you know, uh, different perspectives and different views. That's how the world keeps spinning. And I don't want to be stuck in some echo chamber where, you know, I've got big tech or, or whoever trying to protect me from mean people. Like, <laughs> that doesn't exactly. That's not a picture I want painted for me. So, you know, that's that's my thoughts on it. Exactly. And a lot of people say, yeah, he was only kidding. Whether he was kidding or not, the thing is. He wasn't breaking the law. His takes, yeah, they were pretty edgy. But guess what, guys? We have been conditioned for years now to make it seem like any edgy takes, we just we can't be any part of it because we're going to be labeled as a bigot or a racist. Guys, I remember growing up around edgy humor in my life. The guys I would hang around, we'd call each other names that you would never even think about saying now anymore. And even if people were gay, that would take part of this. We had gay friends that would say some edgy things that were making fun of themselves, but no one batted an eye about it. Because we weren't conditioned, to, we our speech wasn't conditioned then. It just wasn't. And this PC culture took everything, all the fun out of things. We're all adults here. People can handle it. And the thing about Gab is, ladies and gentlemen, there's conservatives and liberals fully, full well on there, on both sides. And that's why I love Gab. When I was on Parlor before I even considered Gab, the thing about uh, Parlor guys is. All the, uh, what I call, not what I call, but we call in general conservative, conservative ink, talking about the rhinos, the Republicans that most of us can't stand. None of them, barely any of them mentioned Gab. They're all foaming at the mouth to get on Parler, which makes, if, if they're foaming at the mouth to get Parler, they're also being advertised on Fox uh, Parler. If mainstream media, if, if Con Inc. is behind you, that is a platform I want nothing to do with. So we're seeing that right now. And shout out again to Gab and, you know, the guys on Foxhole for Pill.net. They're making these real free speech platforms because it's an echo chamber over there. And the fact that you even have hate hate speech doesn't exist. It's a made up term. Yes, there are things that you can say that are racist and bigoted, but that's that's on you. That's on anyone else that's going to say those things. You know what I mean? So it's it's just it's not defending that at all. It's just defending free speech in general. Who's to say? where that line is drawn on free speech. We didn't have one before, and there shouldn't be one. Unless you're saying something completely violent and just cruel that's going to break the law, then you deserve to be shut down. But in my opinion, uh, you can't you can't, you can't, can't monitor free speech like that. It's just a slippery slope. So, guys, what I want to bring you today, I always want to end on a good note. Those are my five clowns of the day. And I want to not, I want to bring you not a clown, Donald Trump himself. And just a real quick poll I want to show you guys. This is from the National File as we wrap up. President Trump smashes competition. And I know people are like, oh, we don't want to talk about 2024. This is just showing you where things are, ladies and gentlemen, where, where Trump stands as far as his popularity now. 
uh, despite the recent feudal establishment efforts to impeach him. Trump dominated this new poll with 53% of the vote, indicating that he maintains his title as the dominant leader of the Republican Party. And the next one down was actually Mike Pence with just 12%. And right down from there, right underneath them, I'll show you guys, Donald Trump Jr. with 6% of the vote. You have two Trumps um, heading the way here for a 2024 run. Now, we have no idea, guys. That's so far away. That's so far away. Um, from, from our reality right now, and I'm not even thinking about this, but I saw that news come out, and Trump is actually as popular as increased since January 6th, which should tell you everything about the real world, not this fake world that the media and the Democrats want to put it, or put our minds in. But on top of it, I got to pull it up here real quick for you guys. Let me see here. I got to pull up the new notice that came from Trump, and I got to find it here. One second, guys. I don't know if I saved it here. Trump's pretty much calling out Mitch McConnell and the GOP. And let me throw it over here on this side so you guys can see it. Uno momento. Come on. There we go. Let me pull it up here. You guys can see my telegram. All right. Here it is. Trump put out this statement um, probably about an hour before we went live. Statement from Donald J. Trump. The Republican Party can never again be respected or strong with political leaders like Senator Mitch McConnell at its helm. McConnell's dedication to business as usual, status quo policies together with his lack of political insight, wisdom, skill, and personality has rapidly driven him from majority leader to minority leader, and it will only get worse. The Democrats and Chuck Schumer play McConnell like a fiddle. They've never had it so good, and they want to keep it that way. We know our America First agenda is a winner, not McConnell's Beltway First agenda or Biden's America Last. And guys, that was just a piece of of his of his notice. The um, it's floating around out there. It goes much deeper, um, but pretty much he is calling out the GOP establishment. And essentially, what I got out of it, I find it is he is going to be waging war um, on the GOP. He has the funds for it. He has everything he needs to do for it. And um, I'm all for it. How it's going to play out, how that's going to look like, I have no idea. But I'm, I'm going to be um, on for the ride. What do you think about all this? And I, I think this really shows us, if anybody out there was wondering kind of what angle or what attitude Trump was going to be coming, coming with, you know, this, this should show you right here. This is the beginning. This is that little, you know, that attitude showing right there. We, we've got that establishment up there, and Trump is still going to be going after him. And you were showing the popularity about how his popularity's risen. Guess who those people were? I mean, I'll bet I'll bet money that the popularity that was raised up since the election is going to come from the left. Those are those people that have woken up. That's what I think. Uh, you know, I can't prove it, but I'm just saying if his popularity has gotten better, then that's going to be from people who have changed their minds. And just to sit here and look at the very beginning and to see two Trumps up there, that's pretty awesome. But that statement, man, that that right there, it just shows it all about where we're going to go with this. And it's the people against the establishment. Now, obviously, we're going to report and talk about everything that's happening in that in that painting that they're trying to make for us. But at the same time, in the real world out here, we're working together and we're sticking together and we're we're learning from all of this. And what I think is that this movement is is going to start moving at a very fast pace Um you know, the people are going to be unifying and coming together in an even bigger way once Trump, you know, starts coming out in the public a lot more. So I'm I'm super excited about that. Absolutely, man. No, I totally agree. I think it's going to be awesome to see. I see people in the chat talking about Ron DeSantis. 
I swear to God, if I move down there and Ron goes for in, in wins and he leaves Florida, I'm going to be pissed because I've never had a, <laughs> I've never had a, a governor that actually cares about its own people. And Ron DeSantis, he, he's doing it the right way. I mean, I mean, people, a lot of people are moving to Texas. I feel like everyone's going to Florida and I'm going to be joining that, uh, that bandwagon, but we need more people like DeSantis, more like Trump. Um, it seems like the party is in Florida and every day I see uh, videos of people, um, even businesses that say no, no face diapers required on, 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 uh, business windows. Like I want to live in that world. I want to be in that world. And let me just, uh, see if there's any more super chats here. You guys are awesome. Heather, uh, thanks for the donation again for clown nipple rings for the win. <laughs> yes. I know who you're talking about there. And another donation, uh, please make clowns noms for tonight. A regular thing. Yes. Heather, that is the thing. I have a lot of production stuff being made in the background to make it organized, to make it epic. Um, this was kind of just a test run. I have other segments planned for you guys, um, including my my most savage memes of the week. Um, we're going to be doing, the, like I said, the structure of my show is going to be changing. The format, it's going to be brought up to a different level. And um, all those uh, changes are being made in the background right now. And I can't wait um, to show you guys what I'm going to be bringing here on the channel. So it's going to be awesome. But I find it, man, this was another great show. It's 720. I didn't, I thought we were going to be done in an hour, but that never happens. But um, <laughs> I'm going to be on with Methods tomorrow on Methods of Madness at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Thursday for another live show um, with all you guys. Friday, I'm going to be on with True Reporting, uh, Red Pill 78, and a couple of other content creators on one big, uh, one big show on Friday night. On True Reporting, I'll pull all the links out for that, and then Saturday will be another um, will be another show um, for you guys as well from Woke Society. So, just to plug myself again, guys, you guys can go to wokesocieties.com. You guys can go right to my store here, click that link, and you guys can watch my video replays, the audio, the podcast is all right there, guys. In case you miss an episode, but you can go to the wokesocieties.com store where you can see. I know people are asking about the uh, participation trophies; they're still on the site. They're right there. You guys can get a T-shirt, hoodie. Uh, defund the media stuff, drunk wives matter, coffee mugs, beer mugs, water bottles, hats. It is all there. And if you guys want to become a personal sponsor of the show, sign up at wokesocieties.tv. It's $7.99 a month. It's cheaper than a Netflix description, or you guys can sign up for the entire year. This is a platform, guys, that you can watch my live streams on as well. You can get it on your Roku, so you can watch it right from your couch on the TV, which is an amazing feature. And eventually, there will be exclusive content just for you guys once I nail out um, that schedule for you as well. But you guys pay extra, so you deserve extra content. All that's there as well. And I'm seeing everyone saying great show, great clown segment. I'm glad people are liking the segment. Yes, it's going to look a lot better, guys, once I have it all finished. I have slides being made, video slides. I have, I'm have i going to have a voice actor um, do my intros and drops legit. We're going to make this as legit and professional as possible, guys. And uh, like I said, the structure of the show is going to change and it's going to be for the better and it's going to just be more entertaining. All that good stuff, guys. We're doing it. We're doing it right on this channel and all that good stuff. So I find it. Do you have any closing remarks before we head out tonight? I just want to let everybody know I've seen some of this stuff that he's talking about. He's been telling me about it. I've, I've been having to keep my mouth shut and uh, I'm super excited about it as well. Um, this show has always been, you know, one of the top ones out there and y'all are going to like where this is going. I promise you, because I was sitting on the other side and, uh, man, this is going to be great. Uh, it's going to be really great. Absolutely, man. You got your equipment coming in guys. He's got a full out rig coming a legit one. Um, same, same brand, every, everything that I got for the most part. And, uh, he, I find it's upgrading his shiz. Let's just put it that way. So, 
Um, he won't be working off his phone very, for very much longer, which is going to be, I can promise, it's going to be a, a lot better experience for him and for everybody else as well. So thank you guys for hanging out. It was a great show. I just want to make sure. Let me check Pilled. I don't want to make sure I didn't miss any donations or any shout-outs like that. Let me see if I can pull it up here and all that good stuff. Let me check. I don't want to miss somebody and get yelled at because I will get yelled at. Be working off his phone very, for very much longer, which is going to be, guys. I can promise, it's going to be a, a lot better. There we go. I paused it. All right. No power chats, which is great. Didn't want to make sure I missed everything else. So beautiful. All right, man. We did another show together. It's done. <laughs> it was awesome. It's all done. So what's... uh? My mother, what's Woke Society? It's Tiffany Blue, that's a podcast to get news, entertainment, other other things she should watch. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what else to say on that front. But guys, thanks for hanging out tonight. It was a good time. And uh, we're gonna be bringing more content throughout the week. We've got another full slate of shows. We're gonna have to see what Trump does. Guys, don't put all your faith in Trump. He's our he's our fearless leader, but we need to focus on what we can focus on also in our local communities. And uh, keep praying, keep meditating, and keep the faith that everything's going to work out. It's going to be all good. It's going to be all good. So I should be on CloudHub at some point during the week, guys. I just have to set that up with uh, with Jeff um, over at CloudHub. We were supposed to do it tonight. It just couldn't because it, it, it was the same time I had my show. So I'll be streaming over there again. And we're just expanding and expanding and expanding and all that good stuff. So, guys, you know what I'm going to say. Stay safe, stay strong, and stay woke. Have a good night.